Hey, tell a man pass it, pull up and cross it. I'll bury that sh top corner. I'm a winger on the left, cut right. You can play me on the middle, I'm still top scorer. New studs on my boots, I'm blessed. No shin pads, I'll live in the edge. Got my ballet on the pitch, but the referee's finna pop that chest. Hey, hit a thing with the outside foot, like Roberto, ball in the air. Yes, 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 people are back again for another episode of the Footballist Podcast. Episode 6, and I'm with my usual co host, David. Good to be yeah. here. here. Yo, what's going on? It's David here. The last of first back again. You know the vibes. Um, yeah, so back in for another. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the last one because obviously they dropped at it was not the time it dropped, but it was just like there was a lot of talk around it. You know, there was a lot of people questioning me. So I hope you did enjoy it. Hope you got the answers you needed from it. And uh, we're we're back for another one. Innit? So. Yeah, so by the time this actually drops, this will be dropping an hour before kickoff of the Champions League games this week. So, you know, you've got your nice little prep, your nice little warm-up for the, the games that are going to come tonight. I'm saying Pretty tonight. Much vibes. You know, you listen to this for an hour, then you switch it to BT Sport 1. Like, it's the perfect evening. For real. <laughs> so, um, yeah. We're just kind of doing a little Champions League preview. Obviously, we'll go through. I think it's best we actually start with the Arsenal. Obviously, I, I got my orders of how I run my stuff, but I feel we need to start off with the Arsenal, you know. Because good news. Trust me, bro. Our team was quite successful on the weekend. Mm-hmm. What? 2 1 winners? Lightweight. Trophy in the bag, Europa League spot. Bro, do you remember what you um, predicted? Yeah, bro, I said 2-1. To be fair, I think... Did I say Chelsea would score first? I thought maybe it would be 1-1 and then we would score late on. But I don't I didn't know if I, who I chose to score first, but... Yeah, it was a good game. We dominated. Well, <coughs> to be fair, yeah, let's, go, let's talk about the game. So, obviously, if you haven't seen it, don't know what, don't know what you're doing. But So, Chelsea scored quite early on. Five minutes? Yeah. Through Pulisic, they had a chance from Mason Mount. He shot just a terrible shot. It was a poor decision from him. Mm. But anyway, Pulisic ran ran through the team. It wasn't necessarily any defensive errors. I don't think they it got was kind of unlucky. Been... I mean, yeah. As I said, I mean, I don't do my Giroud prop for no reason. I feel like he done quite well to pick it on. I feel like Pulisic yeah. showed great composure because obviously. Obviously, it's, it's it's not the hardest of like chances, but it's not the easiest. Like you need some good composure to kind of get your way out of those tight situations. Then he loved it over the keeper. Like, it was a good finish for Pulisic himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Zuru with the class um, build-up play. Him and Pulisic probably practice that and training or not. Zuru loves Zuru loves a winger that you can just do them lovely flicks to. That's what the the best target man of this generation. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That guy, you need the hold-up play, the links. Bro, Jerry's the guy. But, yeah, no, they started off well in that first five. I say the first yeah, 20 minutes, well. Chelsea were definitely on top. Yeah, they, came, they came out. I wouldn't say Arsenal didn't. They weren't imposing themselves. To be fair, when they did score, I was... Uh, my head dropped a bit. Mm. I did. I didn't think we were out of it, per se, obviously. So, 90-minute game, but... <laughs> I mean, I yeah, don't just say just... it for like the sake of it, but I feel like if it, if that exact situation happened under Emery, I would genuinely be worried because hundred percent, hundred percent. Under Emery, 
every time we've gone a goal down or something, I've I've not seen any hope that you know unless we rely on that second half FC shit. Then yeah. other than that, I've never really had confidence if we go a goal down on the end. Arteta, these men are like they're putting their body in the line for this club. You know, they they everyone's playing for the team. Like there's a nice little unity. Good like. If we go a goal down, I'm not as worried. Obviously, go a goal down, you should always be worried. But there's a nice little yeah. fight back in the side. Yeah, the you can, they're not. They won't. They don't give up. Like as as um, they'll still fight for it. They know. They trust in themselves. I think with Emery, they didn't trust in themselves that they could get it back. Yeah, it was always when they go down. It's just like they'll just be in for the for the long game. But with Arsenal, they so they took the game into their control. I think up until the drinks break, the Literally. famous, the famous Arteta's drinks break. <laughs> I think after that they came out flying. First, Pepe had that amazing shot. Oh, the way he connected oh, with that oh, ball. That should have. Obviously, it was a sad ball. Imagine if that wasn't all right. Bro, the way I jumped off my seat, bro. Oh my days! Oh, I was so happy for him as well. Yeah, because that would have been the ultimate middle finger to anyone hating him. Like, yeah, he was doubting me. I'm scoring bangers in the FA Cup finals. You can't say shit to me now. I still feel like yeah, because he put in an absolute proper performance that day. He didn't know that, but he didn't. He didn't know above him. Like, I wouldn't say tried to make it right, but he carried on in the same vein of form that he was running the show. Yeah. So yeah, now definitely after that drinks break. We we saved it. Did we score before? Is it one one going into it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they got we got the penalty. Is um, Abamyang put through wrong side of Aspilicueta. Aspilicueta brings him down. I don't think there was any problems about the penalty. I think one of the controversial things was the um, should have should Aspilicueta been sent off. Yeah. You know, remember? Do you remember the double jeopardy rule? No, so basically, when in the Champions League final at the deadly day when we played Barcelona, so obviously um, I forgot who it is that went through, and then Lehman brought him down, That's and then way. yeah, so he got sent. So Lehman got sent off, but they also got the penalty as well. So I think Wenger. No, I think they get a free kick. I think they got a free kick because of. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was a free kick. They it. swung it in. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a whole the whole thing was just like oh should he have, should they um I think Wenger was kind of like um called like cautioning for it, like should there be a double jeopardy rule so you get like a clear almost a clear goal score clear goal scoring opportunity whilst having ten men so it's kind of like you're at a double disadvantage obviously a foul is a foul and stuff yeah. like that so I don't necessarily doubt but I think I think it was right to keep. Has been a quite one. I don't think he should have been sent off for it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was quite. It wasn't early, but it was like we're talking what just after the half an hour mark. It's like it would have hundred percent bought the game because, yeah. especially because we had momentum. Exactly. It would have definitely ruined the game. But so it was one of those um, where I wouldn't be surprised if he did get sent off. After. Yeah. To be to be fair, I know, I know we especially us two are getting a lot of stick for it, but the the referee was having his some of the decisions baffling. Like I'm gonna say, Howlers. I'll say it right from now. The Kovacic sending off, 100% should not have been a sending off. However, yeah. I don't feel an ounce of sympathy. I don't feel mm-hmm. sorry one part because if we're not gonna, if we flip it back to January, Arteta when we lost two one at, at the Emirates, 
Jorginho could have been sent off. He did not. He didn't, not only stayed on the pitch. My man went and scored a couple minutes later. Imagine, which cost us the points. Which I mean, you know, it got quite tight points wise towards the end of the season. That could have been a decider point. If we that's, went... that's that's comfortable Europa. Exactly. I mean, yeah. So different games. So you know, so, what goes around yeah. comes around. You know, karma's working. Karma don't sleep. You know, yeah. he's active and. There was a lot of stuff like, oh, the referees were on Arsenal's side. Da, da, da. I'm thinking, like, since no since when is this a narrative? Like, the referees on our side. We've literally. Do you want to check the statistics? Season. The whole season, I'm pretty sure every single every single game, there's some like there was some stupid stats like, oh, Abamyang has won us 18 points, but VAR has cost us like another 18 on top and stuff like that. Word, man. And, like poor decisions. <laughs> Like, so yeah, it was it was funny to see. Narrative. To be fair, yeah, it was funny like, to see. Chelsea, I'm, I'm not even gonna try to come too biased. I, I have to stay as the footballist, but it's just I'm seeing Chelsea fans saying what the FA hate them. When yeah, is that ever mad. been a thing? It's mad. It's come mad, on, man. Obviously, I do appreciate the, the, the real. Like, I appreciate the Chelsea fans. Like some some of them yeah. were messaging me saying stuff like, "Oh yeah, oh you were the better side." Frank Lampard had a great interview. Obviously, he was he was visibly pissed off. Mm. But he had a great interview saying that they didn't play well, and to be fair, they did, they yeah they they dropped off definitely. I think I think the key thing was Pulisic though. Yeah, yeah, literally. But it's like it then makes you think, kind of like Lampard needed a plan B. Like obviously, yeah, that's the thing. That you don't plan thing. for these injuries, but it's like boom, your your main man gets injured. What are you gonna do now? It's like. As soon as he got injured, they looked lost. The players were going down like flies. I think they had three injuries. Aspilicueta ended up. So, Aubameyang dispatched the penalty beautifully in the the end that he missed against Tottenham. And then the game went on and then Aspilicueta went down. I I forgot what it was. I don't know if he pulled something or something. But then um, Christiansen came on and then Pepe just... Pepe ruined that man's life. He ruined that man's day. Yeah, so then second half comes around, we come out the stronger team as well. Pulisic is running through and he must have pulled something. To be fair, the slow-mo, of, do you see the slow-mo of him running and he's screaming like... I don't know how he managed to pull off the shot. I'm still like, he, wondering. The that. shot like... Oh, it was... Oh, that guy, like, I've know, he's someone else. Bro, a hamstring injury. It's like, once that happens, like you're kind of like... You're broken. done. Yeah. So the fact that he carried on running and got off his shot... I respect it, and you know. I think there's a bit of adrenaline, but yeah, I respect on hundred percent. I felt yeah. I did feel bad for him. If oh, he'd stayed on, different different game, hundred percent. Yeah, I feel like if he stayed on, we probably still would have won because I feel like as a whole team we were dominating, but yeah. it would have been a lot tighter because they would have had more chances. For example, close. Yeah. Goal. They didn't have a shot on target, was it? The whole second half. Yeah. So it's like, although we played well. They didn't even put up a front, like any sort of threat after Pulisic went off. Mm. So surprised that Mister 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 William didn't come on, wasn't playing. Sorry. Yeah, so man, you know Pedro that, coming that on for his sign. last. Yeah, probably. I mean, what should we touch on William for a bit then? Might as well. Yeah. What's your thoughts? I mean, actually, I'll tell you my thoughts. Like, yeah, William, William. Um, I I've always thought. Especially this season, he's quite underrated within the Chelsea fan base. You know, mm-hmm. I always see every time you go on Twitter, for example, or you go on Instagram, you see William's name, 
Oh, mm. Williams shit. Williams this. Get him off. Why is he still here? Stinking up the number 10 jersey. Like, all yeah. of that stuff. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, like, every time I watch this guy, like, all beat up. Yeah, like, he's, he's, I'm not saying he's like a world beat or anything, but he's nowhere near as bad as people make him out to be. He's a yeah. big reason why Chelsea did get that Champions League spot. Like, if he was to actually dissect all the games he came clutch in this season, yeah. he's done his thing. I'm thinking, I'm not going to fall for what all these guys are saying. Like, from what I've seen, he's a baller. Now, then again... One thing I would give to him before you carry on yeah. is that I've never seen him... There's the, I think there's a thing of him disappearing. Yeah. I don't think I've... I don't think I've... Like, I think back to that 15-16 season... Oh, when the whole bro. squad, every single man in that squad, I don't think anyone could hang their head or could hold their head with pride, but but himself. William, he was banging free kicks, dragging them through games, scoring the goals. Obviously, filling fill the goal scoring voids. Diego Hosta was still banging, but especially that Hazard role. No, like, on a different team, like if he wasn't banging that season, I'm not even exaggerating. They could have well finished what fifteen. 16. Yeah, relegation battle. Literally. He was scoring so many match-winning goals and they still only managed to finish 10th for a season. So, yeah, no, I feel like over the years, he's, he's he's definitely been underrated. Like He's always been a consistent performer. You know, he's a title winner, done it on the international stage. Um, so definitely experience-wise, he can offer us something. The bit yeah. I'm worried about is I'm cool with taking him if we still get a, someone like Coutinho, for example, or if we still yeah. get a marquee signing, it's like, yeah. I don't want William to be on marquee signing because it doesn't really show that we're going forward. 31 years old, like, we're, it's, it's not really a sign that we're trying to build for the future and stuff like that. It's one of them, like, you know when you, you're playing career mode or something and you see a man on a free and you're thinking, yeah, let me just grab yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It's not, yeah, a, you ones. can't, you can't, it's just a squad player. Yeah, like, he bring a bit of experience. I think it's mutually beneficial. Obviously, really, William wants to stay in London. Apparently, Lampard wants to keep him, but I just don't think Chelsea can afford to keep him with Ziyech, Pulisic, all these guys. It'll be weird though. Like I've, all I've known is William at Chelsea. Like, I mean, yeah, like, he's been a this, time since since like 2013. Yeah, he came from Shakhtar. Brazil. Brazil Shakhtar. Yeah, but yeah, basically, guys, like, they're basically yeah. Brazil 2.2 or something like that. Like. Literally. <laughs> so, no, like, yeah, definitely would be weird, but, you know, it's it's looking highly likely it's going to happen. So, whether I like it or not, you know, we got to accept it because I don't really see it falling through at this point. The streets are saying it's a smoke screen for Zaha. I mean, I'd be down for that. Everyone's, mm. the thing about Zaha, everyone's always talking about how he's performed this season I'm always saying his head his mindset is not in the right place this season when he was in the right like mindset heads in the right space last season you saw what Smokey was on you know yeah that guy was giving he was playing for a move last season definitely definitely like he was so powerful he was techie scored all types of goals he was literally carrying Palace on like their back and I thought obviously I'm in the Palace area, innit? So I've it's got loads of... Come on, bro. Come on, bro. So I got loads of Palace friends around me and all they were talking about was um, how like, influential this guy was. Like, they rate him. 
So I, even them are saying now, like, don't judge them on this season. Like, this ain't, obviously, it's not really an excuse. Like, you, you still get paid for your job and everything. But football is always, it's a mental game. Like, mm. you can have all the ability you want, but if you're a mental, like, fuck, there ain't right. Or if you don't believe in yourself or shit like that, like, football's always been that mental game. So I'd be down for Zaha. What I'd give to him is that, obviously, he's like Crystal Palace, no offence to any of Crystal Palace friends as well, but they're like mid-table. He does he does perform in the big games. I think he scored, he obviously, the band of us, Chelsea, he scored against Liverpool at home where they sadly lost in the last minute. He scored in those, like, their six-pointers. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, important goals. And he's always, he's a talisman. He's the man, he's the man that keeps them going. I think at the start, it was hard for him to deal because I think, I'm pretty sure the Arsenal deal was pretty far along. I think it was hard for him to take just again because it seems a bit just so like... Uh, it was so close last season though, like... Yeah. I don't actually know. I think the only reason that it fell through because Pepe kind of worked. Yeah. Up. Yeah, exactly. But then the Everton one fell through because we sold them I will be as well. So it was, yeah. it was very unfortunate. Honestly. We messed them up. Literally. Literally <laughs> so few. But he needs to move. Like, Crystal Palace are basically holding him hostage at this point. They're, I, they're fucking up his career. Like, just, you can still, Palace can still get a solid amount. Because if they keep doing this, they're not only going to, like, F him over. They'll probably F themselves over. Because right now and last season, you could have easily cooped, what, 40 mil. Last season, they were, they were standing off, uh, I think it was 70-something. Yeah, they were asking for some crazy amounts. And it's like, look, he's a baller. Yeah. But just don't get don't get too big for your boots. Let's just we'll offer you forty, maybe forty five, accept it. Because for a club like Crystal Palace, that'll do wonders. I think I think Arsenal. I don't know how real this is, but there was a headline that we're going to go for a loan of obligation to buy. For Zaha, that is proper Arsenal, isn't it? Just yeah, fucking cool. try before you buy. Mm, long. I just don't see the. Mm. But I don't know how, how big his wages are. It's probably like a loophole kind of loan. Yeah, Mbappe style. You know, I don't see that being an actual loan. Like, oh, let's see how he does this first year, and yeah. let's actually judge him. Like, we really know what's our house on. I think Palace will definitely negotiate for the money there. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about going to Dortmund, and obviously Sancho's leaving. Which, obviously, Sancho wasn't actually leaving. He was meant to go either Dortmund, Everton, or Arsenal last year. Mm. Dortmund just didn't happen. Arsenal and Everton, obviously, for the reasons we just mentioned. But obviously, Sancho's leaving now to United, so Dortmund could be a nice option. Exactly, Dortmund could be a nice little option for Zaha. European football, elite club, different Mm. league. Who knows, who knows, who knows? But, um, yeah, no, that was the FA Cup, you know? 14 times champions. It's our cup, the Emirates Cup. They named it after us. They just thought, you know. Do you know what? Do you remember early? I think it was lockdown times. I think you know the whole heads up campaign. Obviously, a great campaign, like yeah, raising awareness for like mental health, especially in like men. Mm. But I remember them, Prince William. They like did a Zoom call with Arteta and Mar and Mert Saka. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We were in like the. I think it's still like the quarters before we even played Sheffield or something. I was thinking. That is that is strange. We're already they're already talking to Arsenal. I suppose obviously the Emirates link, but anyway, yeah, no, it was, was ri- it was written. It was written. You know, this is just made for us. 
Yeah. But um, so yeah, no, that was it. We can't, you know, we we happy. We done fourteen, done. Um, so yeah, William, I gave my thoughts on him. You know, as long as he's not a marquee signing, then I'm I'll welcome on board because I'd be much more confident about having him come to us than when we had David Louise coming to us because yeah, when initially when David Louise was coming, <coughs> like. There wasn't even any hope that, oh, yeah, you know what? This is what he's on. This is, like, he, he can be a good player here. Like, prior to when he came to us, and arguably still after, but I've never really rated him. I probably never really rated him since his um, 12, 13 days when he was Literally. doing up defensive mid. But Lip, CDM, I mean, you could make an argument, obviously, for the Conte title winning season, but Overall, he never really filled me with confidence coming into it. But at least William, he has a little case for him. Yeah, 100%. But, um, yeah, no. So, as we're still on this Arsenal discussion, I'm sure you yourself have seen about all the pay cuts and yeah, the redundancies and stuff like that. What's your, what's your kind of thoughts and all that? Yeah, it's obviously sad to see. Thinking, like, I was doing more reading. Like, apparently... So, I remember the whole wage cut initially back in in may or february, or february actually oh, early, yeah. early doors yeah around that time um it was the whole point was that they would they would do the cuts the players would give up a percentage of their wages and that would be to pay the staff who obviously are not on stupid contracts who probably i don't think they furloughed any of them um arsenal they the majority of the staff, I think, I think what the staff, their staffing problem is, is that it's mainly match day ones. Yeah. It's hard for them to keep playing stewards and caterers and electricians and all this type of stuff. When there's no game. Yeah. So in that sense, and obviously the whole, I was reading, let me get the numbers up. Our match day revenue is crazy. I think think it's like 20% 20 of, um, our earnings overall. So, twenty. Let me get the number. I mean, Numbers I, I kind of wouldn't be surprised, but we are getting bumped for our prices. It makes about twenty-four percent. Right, That's the greatest proportion. Make three point four, three to point five to four million per home match. So, put that amongst the. That, that effectively pays mm. off the staff yeah. for the day, obviously. So, in that sense, it's obviously a bit of a shit out of luck type of thing. Especially with Boris not really giving much um, foresight into what's going to happen. To be fair, it's cheeky because they're fucking asking for season ticket renewals and stuff. Literally. But anyway. You're getting all those emails every flipping day, like. Literally. Just scraping money out of people. But. There's obviously the other side of the media running with the ah, oh, Ozil's on 350k, oh, bro. but no, they can't I want to talk or... about Ozil, you know, because it's like I feel like this that the agenda on him is quite deep rooted. Yeah, like there's only so much you can do before I have to start asking questions. Is it deep rooted? Like we yeah. go through this situation. Ozil specifically said. I'm willing, I'm not going to donate, I mean, I'm not going to take a pay cut unless I'm given assurances that this money will go to be utilised effectively and everything. And look, and, he got his answer. You know, everyone was crucifying, oh, 
greedy so he's on 350k to do uh all this fortnite shit or we can fight even take mm. off for a little uh he's he even said himself yeah that he's actually willing to donate more double maybe double the percentage if needs be yeah. but he didn't get the assurances and I've, I've always i've always said the like I'm not this Urzel fan because every time I defend Urzel, people try to say I'm an Urzel fanboy and shit like that. Like I, I don't. Obviously, I got my players that I follow, got my players that I back, but I don't do that fanboy shit. I say it how it is. I think yeah, I think the fanboy thing is is it only works with specific players, and I think it's a bit Twitter based. Exactly. Because Ronaldo, Messi, yeah, you get your fanboys there, but it's just the like, this is this is like this is like not only are you but obviously Arsenal fans, but it's like understanding football. And the yeah. fact that he did not walk into a boardroom when him and Alexis, day after or an hour after each other, whatever, they did not walk in there saying, "This is three hundred fifty thousand. You're going to give it to me, otherwise I'm going to what? I don't know." Did they 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 were offered to him? He he probably walked in there and thinking, "Right, is this if this if this mm. is it? Then I'll, I'll sign." Obviously, he had his demands. Yeah, and Arsenal they wanted to make um. Gazidis and them and wanted to make like a, a statement we're gonna let Alexis go but listen we got Urzo da, 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 da. in hindsight you can't hindsight, really say it was the best best decision but I, I remember I, mean, I really remember at the time it was like most no one really could like crucified that oh we picked Urzo over Alexis because Alexis yeah. was notoriously being a bitch at the time throwing yeah. the gloves every flipping game all of that yeah. shit that season he was poor and it's like that could have been the start of a proper fall off and if you're going to pay him if you're going to give him a new contract after that and he continues to flop then you can't say you were warned that season car the 17-18 season he was poor like other than the game at Tottenham you could say the game at Everton he had nothing to of note that season even okay. technically technically obviously Man United the whole thing went downhill but Imagine, imagine this. Imagine, Jay. Imagine if you paid him three hundred fifty bags a week and he did what he's done at United. Painful, because Ozil hasn't earned like he's he's done. He's had his couple of games, but you can't really say he's earned the three hundred fifty k zone. But yeah, it's not been nowhere near as bad as Alexis has been. Like Alexis has only scored three Premier League goals since that move against Huddersfield and Newcastle and I can't remember the other team but they were I think it was West Brom maybe mm. it, it was a it was a minor team that's it yeah. I'm seeing what he gets paid 28k every touch in the Premier League brother oh. <laughs> every every hour there's a new thing like oh he he took what each breath cost like 10 million pounds you, you know bro like they I, he hasn't I also hasn't done his like he hasn't uh, what he for that 350k but nowhere near as bad as how it looks me so yeah, yeah no i just don't really get what what people are trying to get from always singling out urzel because he's on yeah. 350k like this there's actually a bigger picture at hand whether you like urzel mm-hmm. whether you don't like urzel there is a bigger picture at hand if if your main priority is to gun for urzel when our man our owner is literally leeching out of this club and yeah. your priority is urzel then that's what I'm saying. It must be deep rooted. Like you must not actually care about Arsenal. It must mm. be a thing of you've got a hatred for Özil, and maybe I'll, I don't. I haven't seen them mention any other players. You know what? Though? It's simple economics. When you yeah. go to a match, these guys we've read that they make three million, so that's every week or maybe every two weeks. 
mm. that's, co- that's covering Ozil's wages like tenfold. Mm. So realistically, they're not hard for cash. They're not. They're not strapped for cash. Obviously, they do pay loads of staff. Bro, I'm seeing that Quanky's made profits during this lockdown. Oh, bruv. <laughs> like, Three fifty million on top. You know, like we're we're not. Bro, we've got a very, very, very rich owner. Like it's not like we've got a media owner or yeah. a decent owner. We've got a very, very rich owner, and he's not putting. He's, he's putting a, a like what if we're to do in percentages, what like a nice little ten percent, twenty. Yeah, he could put way more, and he ain't doing that. And that's where people should put their focus on. Car, he's, he's just leech, he's leeching us. I was also told that apparently they. So do you remember when they um, he bought? I think it's almost a hundred percent. He bought all of Usmanov shares and all these other guys who were yeah. there. They apparently they don't even open to investors either. Because obviously the risk of them getting overthrown in the in the long run. So he literally decides he's he's effectively deciding to give as little as possible just to keep the club ticking. And it's not even ticking. The club's failing, and he's still not responding. So jarring. And then um, it's, it's like a by the throat, isn't it? Obviously, they got rid of the fifty-five people at the Arsenal. Um, yeah, a couple of them were scouts. Obviously, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. What Francis Cag Cagiel? Probably, but I probably butchered it. He's yeah, obviously the guy who found Fabregas, Martinelli, mm. and obviously, obviously, it's, he's a top scout. And to lose him in itself is poor. It's big. It's baffling. But it's shameful, to be fair. Exactly. But could it be a little sign of where the club's trying to go to? You know, we're we're becoming agents FC like Kia and Raul. They're they're gonna be well, basically it's basically Raul and his mates are kind of yeah. just gonna be handling business, handling scouting, all of that stuff. Like the kind of old school style of stuff that's going mm. out. Like and this is I remember Wenger vividly saying this is exactly what he did not want, which is he did not want to deal with super agents. He did not want to work with them, do anything with them, and. Now look what we've become like. That was yeah. that was the thing. That that's mm. how you know you read these stories like oh, Arsenal could have got Ronaldo, they could have got Messi, they could have got this and that. Wenger mm. was those type of guys. He would call Messi, or for example, this is obviously so hypothetical. He would call Ronaldo, mm. tell him Ronaldo, look, this is. Do you want to come over? I'll give you this amount a week. This is what we can afford. You play here. You play there. Yeah, and then Mendes walks in or whatever, and he's telling him stupid money. Oh, you have to pay the agent three million. And Wenger's thinking, what the what the hell? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do it for free. It's not surprising. Some clubs, Man United, then not notorious, but they they were working with what's the what's the um, Italian guy's name? The one who Raiola. Oh yeah, they yeah. Had, they had at one point they had Pogba, Mkhitaryan, Jose Mourinho, Damian, all these guys. So it, it works. I was reading a tweet. I, f- I forgot who the person was, but they were they were kind of justifying that um, over the past two years, the only signings we made of super agents were Louise and or William now. And I'm thinking, do people not understand the bigger picture? Like, mm. this is that's the, the, that was in the past. The direction that they're going in is it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. It's like, all right, cool. We're going down the street. That's what they want to do. Like, it's just like, cool, this Kia guy, look, 
I respect what Devil Lewis has done of recent, but he's not a top signer, for example. And it just feels like, obviously, with William coming in, again, I've said what I said about William. He's underrated. I don't mind him, but these are not signings where they'll take us forward to that level. Um, and it's just like, he's kind of just kind of trying to appease all his mates. That's what I saw, it's kind of I saw Kia, this guy, I saw him fighting on Sky Sports with Gary Neville. So yeah. I remember I was, there was an interview and I was thinking, who's this Who's this weird ape? Like, I just paid no mind to it. Let me find it. Yeah, well, yeah everyone should watch it. I'll it's probably mad. drop a link in the description or something. So, you know what? It is what it is. Hopefully, Arteta, he tells them, you know what, guys, you can do all your stupidness. Maybe do your do your Williams, do your Coutinho's. But listen, if I want party, you guys need to pattern that. If I want... Gabriel at the back you need to pay him that exactly man but um yeah enough of that because you know yeah. it started off on a good note you know we're talking about us winning the epic heart and then it slowly went down yeah but, um, <laughs> the life anyway let's talk about football league champions league yes the, the UEFA the champions league all of that um so as I said by the time this comes out it should be an hour before the first game kicks off. Well, actually, no, both games are kicking off at the same time at 8 o'clock. Man City mm-hmm. versus Real Madrid and who's the other one? Leon Juventus. Okay. So, so, City are winning on aggregate 2 1, it is, with the away goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2 1. And Leon are 1 0 up against Juventus. I did actually. Yeah, they scored. Um, I remember Uar got. Hussein Mouar got the assist I forgot who scored okay. um, it feels like it feels um, like an age ago it feels so long yeah, ago trust me that was time to be fair yeah to be fair is that um, the second leg is going to be in Italy I don't know if there are two players there but so they didn't get an away goal so no Juventus okay. are 1-0 down okay alright so I mean the Man City Juventus game I don't really know. It's hard because it's like we've had that break in between, so there's no form you could judge it on. It's it's not like you could say, "Oh, Man City beat them literally last week." So that's the kind of vibe we're on. Like it's been such a long time. So much has happened in between. It's quite hard to predict, but it's like obviously, Man City haven't been on bad form since the lockdown. Like yeah, they've they've actually improved a lot. Obviously, they lost at Southampton. They lost at us, but bar those two games they've been on top form I think so going back to the game in I don't even know I don't even remember the month I assume it was March February, February. February. oh was it March no it was February definitely February because yes. yeah it was round yeah. of 16 not even not even quarters so I think Real Madrid came off winning the El Clasico in the lot 2-1 game yeah, and so City went there. Pep settled very well. He has remember we were talking about last week. He has like the Champions League team and the mm. Premier League team. So he set up with playing Gabriel, um, Gabriel Jesus, um, Morris on the right. I forgot who the other winger was. But then, so obviously they. I mean, didn't he have like not? He uh, brought on Sterling. Yeah, oh. De Bruyne was running the show. I forgot who they. Are. I forgot the guy's name. Name. Any any one of their million wingers that they have, and then I think he I think he did plan to switch up to bring Sterling on because when Sterling did come on, he was um, was having a field day. You got a penalty, 
obviously helped De Bruyne set up the cross to get the goal. I remember that game, Bale was having a stink huh? Yeah. I think Isco Isco scored. It was a good goal, but it was again. It, was, it seemed a bit against the run of play. I think Man City clearly dominated, and if they had played the second leg soon after, I think they would have gone through. But now, Real Madrid have just come off. I think they're unbeaten in La Liga. They just ran, or maybe they did. Did they lose their last game? No, they didn't. They've they've been on top form since the restart. Yeah, they won the league. Yeah, coming from behind, Barcelona. So Zidane's obviously rejuvenated the squad. Benzema is having the season of his. This is this has been the season, hundred percent. So it's an interesting game. It's in Manchester. I think they're allowed to travel over. Yeah, I mean, if I was to go on my initial predictions, if we're going to rule out form and stuff like that, I obviously had Man City as favourites to win. Not only win this game, but I had them as favourites to win the Champions League because, yeah, I mean. I think I, they need it. We should probably get onto the. Basically, we were going to do top three favorites for the UCL, the UCL. So we probably should kind of roll onto that before because it'll probably go hand in hand with our predictions. Yeah. All right. Cool. So my my top three, my top three, my top three. I, do you know what's I, mad? Now I'm thinking about it. You would on on any on any other day, you would probably put City and Real Madrid in your top three. Yeah, yeah. Off form. So, but they're, they're going to knock each other out. Exactly. So, I had in third... I mean, I just need to roll. It's, it's so hard. Because uh, my thing is, I just know that there's obviously teams, I think, this time in every league, there's teams that need to win it. I think last year, the quality of the Champions League wasn't it. It wasn't... It was... It was obviously good, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was poor. Like Ajax. We will do respect. Like Tottenham should not be making a final. Yeah. Like, what was the What was the What was the semis? Ajax, Spurs, Barcelona, Liverpool. Yes. But even that Barcelona, that Barcelona side was good. Don't get it twisted. But in the Champions League that season, they weren't they actually that good. Yeah. Like, I think Messi was just right, yeah. carrying them through. But um, so third, right? So when I, because obviously I've done this a, a while ago, um, just in my own time, in it. But time's gone on. We're here now, and stuff has happened in between, which has kind of switched it up. So in third, I would have had either PSG or Atletico Madrid. However, interesting. Get the draw up. Since um, Mbappe got injured. I don't even know if they can get past Atalanta because I feel like Atalanta. It's a, it's a it's a hot taste, but Atalanta like they are quite. An, I wouldn't say they're underrated because I feel like people rated them highly for what they've done this season. But it's like they do definitely have a chance of knocking out PSG. You know when they yeah, get on form and they want to, bro. They've I, I could have sworn they have the most goals in Europe right now. That goes along. So it's like when they get up and running in their form. They're ruthless. They don't care. Mm-hmm. And they've got their own style. They're doing their own thing. So I feel like they could definitely give PSG run for their money. I watched a bit of the game against Lyon and it's like, when they ain't got Mbappe or Neymar, they look lost. Yeah. It's I don't mad, know. It's mad. Literally. Like, it's, it's, it's a bit of a crazy drop-off. Like, I don't mean to say like, they're, um, it's a mad, massive drop-off or anything, but it's like, they're, they're like their go-to guys. It was kind of like, as we are talking about with the Chelsea game at Arsenal, Pulisic came off, 
then boom, they don't really know what to do. Then they're kind of lost and mm. stuff like that. So it will have to be a massive carry job for Neymar. It could happen. It could not. I feel like the loss of Mbappe is definitely key. So I removed them from third. They can be poor. But I got Atletico in fourth. I mean, third to a car. Mm. Obviously, there's the crazy stat that Diego Simeone has never, ever lost a knockout stage game if he has not faced a team without Ronaldo in it. So, yeah. you know, obviously, Ronaldo joins Real Madrid and Juventus stage. As long as he's not facing Ronaldo, he's won every single knockout game. That's a mad stat. Crazy. And he's, this is like, we're not just talking about in the last couple of years. This is Diego Simeone's whole UCL career. Jesus. So crazy. So, it's um, peak though, because the way he was, the way he was getting Ronaldo in every single final yeah. quarters, it was peak. I don't know how them two, I feel like Colin Real Madrid managed to draw each other so much. Like I especially Arsenal, because of it was bad, but yeah, that's especially because of them. It was like as soon as Spanish teams are allowed to be together, boom, I let go, I let go Madrid, I let go Real, Real. And then even in those games, they always put up a good fight. Like it was always one-one, and then it would be a, a little Ronaldo clutch goal to, you know, eventually win it for Real Madrid or something. Yeah, so exactly. um, obviously Diego Simeone sets his sides out quite defensively, but it works. He's a he's knockout sort of manager. Literally, he's kind of like what Jose Mourinho used to be. Yeah. Because um, obviously Jose Mourinho's finished right now. Yeah. In the most respectful way possible, yeah, he's just finished like that's a that's another that's another story we'll touch on. You know? So like they're I feel like arguably underdogs in this competition because I don't see anyone talking about them like they could be favourites, but they could definitely be up there, you know. So yeah, like, they finish on. they finished La Liga pretty standard. They came third. Just the usual. Just usual. So, they weren't they weren't setting the world alight, but I think Lorente was on good form. Obviously, he's the transform striker or transform at least. Yeah, like he's he's crazy. Like he used a DM at Real Madrid, and now he's like the kind of false nine attacking mid, just coming clutching everything game these days. Bro, I could have convinced you when he came. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was FIFA or just in my mind. I was convinced he was a striker. Do you remember when he went for like fifty million? I was thinking. How can Atletico Madrid be paying 50 million for some any striker? When he came on against Liverpool, I was thinking, what is this? Is this a super sub or something? But he's proven himself. He's got he's he's built like a striker. Like he's not he's he wasn't built like a CDM. Mm. I would say he wasn't he didn't really he's obviously good in the tackle, but I didn't I didn't really see him playing against Partey and Koke for his oh not Koke um what's his name Niguez Saul Niguez. Yeah. I couldn't really see him in that three. So I think the false nine option was obviously a bit of a tactical master stroke. Yeah, I mean, that could be, that was probably a game changer. No, a great game changer, a career changer for him. I mean, if he sticks yeah. like this, then we'll look back at that that Liverpool game that basically changed his whole career, flipped it up, and then now he's in a new position and he's flourishing. But yeah, um, yeah now I've got a little quote third because I feel like they're definitely underdogs in this UCL race. Second, I've got Man City. Now, the point I was going to touch on before we started this was they're not... Obviously, Liverpool have won the league. Like, that's been done and dusted, confirmed, everything. Pep Guardiola was brought in 
obviously to win leagues and everything, win trophies, but ultimately to win the Champions League. You know, Man City have got unlimited funds. They've got an elite team. They want more than just your average Premier League, Carabao Cup and FA Cup. Mm. They wanted the Champions League. So that's why they brought in Pep Guardiola. He's come close many times. I still stand my point that he got shaved against Spurs. No way should that Lorraine go off crowded. And if that didn't count, he would have went through. And then who knows? But he's brought in to win the Champions League for them. And I feel that league's done. Everything's done. He can now actually just focus on the Champions League because of obviously what happened during coronavirus and everything. That this is the only competition they got left. So I I can really see them being favourites if they really go all out and Pep has his like a mission on him. And obviously they show what they're about when they focus. Yeah. They beat Real Madrid at their backyard. That's not something that this season has been done many times. Like Real Madrid's form and especially defensively as well, they've been solid throughout. And um they got dispatched by Man City. So Obviously, and then we can't just forget the fact that it is Pep Guardiola. Like, this guy's won the Champions League twice. Like, he is one of the greatest managers in the world. If he manages to get it to click, like, this guy is a problem. So, I've got them in second. You know, I mean, as I said, form-wise, they've been on it. They haven't really got any injury. Their squad is elite as well. Yeah, that's the thing. We always talk about it in England, but... Especially in Europe, that level of squad depth Crazy. is not seen. Like, they can comfortably drop, I don't know, let's just say, how friendly, they can drop a Sterling, as you said, bringing a Mahrez, and they won't have a single worry in the world because Mahrez is what They have two squads. They have a Prem squad, Champions League squad. Bro, their second squad could well be our first squad. It's still crazy. 100%. But, um, so, in number one, um, I've got Bayern Munich. Shouldn't really be an unpopular shout. I say they've been the best team in the world this season. I mean, bar the, the first two months during Nico Kovac's reign. After he left, yeah. they've been unstoppable, bro. I saw something like they were on an eight-in-game winning streak. Like, and then obviously they've got the best player in the world um, at the moment. Should have won the Ballon d'Or, but you know. FIFA, no, it was in FIFA's France football, weren't trying to have that. Got Rod because I don't really see Robert Lewandowski ever getting another chance to win the Ballon d'Or like this season. So they've got a very, very, very star studded squad. It's on incredible form. You saw the way they dispatched Chelsea with ease. All right, Chelsea, some would say, is not the hardest of opportunities compared to like your other teams involved, but it's just a sign of what they can do. And yeah, no, exactly. I've got I've got them at first because they're they're just looking different class right now. So yeah, Bayern Munich is my favourites to win the Champions League. But you know the Champions League is the Champions League, anything can happen. As I said, Spurs had no right making a final last season, but they did. Yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll swing you over to David. It is tough. So I'm gonna go with uh a top three of teams who need to win it and then who I think just to just to stall a bit. So I think the main ones that need to win are Bayern Munich. They have been dominating their league for the past however many years. But I think the European thing is where they've always slipped up. They've always come just a bit too close. I think this year they're really on form. Like Robert Lewandowski is doing a madness. The wingers are doing a madness. I don't think Sane is eligible to play, but... Yeah, no, he's not. But imagine that, like... 
Müller is still banging. Wow, Müller's like the defense is. He's actually had like. Would you say this is probably one? Of, it's definitely one of his best seasons in his career. Yeah, it's been crazy. Absolutely. Like, how has he managed? Like, what thirty-three or no thirty? He's in his early thirties. So what bad work? Twenty-one yeah. assists was it? Crazy. Yeah. He's what you call getting a bit of age, you know, aging like fine wine. Yeah, exactly. Um, another team is PSG. Yeah. They've. I think it's the third. It's the furthest they've come in the Champions League. No, they came. They went in the semis, um, and then yeah, so they went in the semis one time. David Luiz scored against Chelsea. Oh yes, 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 yes. Then they yeah, got packed by Suarez. So for PSG, they like that owner. I don't know what he'll do if they fail again, especially at Atalanta. I the thing about PSG, they just strike me a lot. Um, of what Arsenal kind of suffered from, where your team could be really good and they could be on different smoke on their day. They can be top of the top, the creme de la creme. But when the push mm. comes to shove, when it's crunch time, I just feel like they will bottle it on the big stage. Like stuff like what happened last year with Man United, like stuff like that. I just feel like that's engraved in PSG. Who knows? Maybe mm. give it a couple years. It's something they could overturn, but it's like. I feel like mentally, they kind of need to knock it out. Do you know? Do you know? What I think it's even more. I think it that thing, of the standard that they're playing every week. I think it's yeah, wrong. Yeah. I'm not wrong. It's not helpful. Yeah, they don't really have a challenge. I remember. Remember early on in the season, when before they played Dortmund, they played before they played the first game, but um, Neymar had come back from injury, oh, yeah. and. They basically said to him, "Listen, you can't play this cup game. You can't play that cup game. You're just playing the Champions League." Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was to avoid um, getting injured, but it was almost as if it was almost they as if really like right. they didn't, they didn't even, they didn't yeah. need him. They didn't need him to dispatch these, like destroy these teams. And obviously, Neymar needed it for um, match fitness, but realistically, he's not. He's not being tested every day like defenders. Obviously, the French defenders at this point they're just pissed off with him. They just kick him till his ankles give give out. Mm. But it's just that I think PSG. I think no. So you can you can always talk about the the standard of the league and maybe you know what if you if you just disregard that you just say whatever it is what it is. But it's the mentality that they have when PSG start a game. They it's ingrained to them that they're going to yeah. win. And that's the issue. So maybe maybe they are good enough. Maybe the league is terrible. Maybe they're just way, way, way better than the rest of the league. But when that comes to the Champions League, when that comes to the stage, when they're playing even Man United, who in in the Premier League maybe not doing so well, but in in reality, like in um, in context, being fourth or whatever in the Premier League is a lot, 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 lot harder than. Wipe in the league in in mm, France. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So I think that's their problem. I think. I mean, when it comes to these Champions <sighs> League games, like this, usually is their first challenge of the season. Like this is their first like, hard game of the season, so it's like kind of feels like a bit abrupt when it comes at them. Even these two finals that they played, yeah, like, it was it was almost, it was like preseason games. I didn't. I, to be honest, I could not even be bothered to watch them. I watched them for Neymar or the highlights and no, I, I was so drunk. But... I was 
Bro, that, that <laughs> night, I was gone, and then I'm just seeing notifications that Mbappe is injured, so I thought, let oh, me just make love my little post on Mbappe, get well soon, all that, but I yeah. was so gone that day. Yes, yeah, it's just like, a, it's like when they're playing these French League games like on BT Sport, it's, there's no be point. I just, I can't be asked to watch them. Like, just get on with there was, a day, there was a point when I was on this page and I was thinking, yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to try to watch every league, Bundesliga, League One, everything. So obviously, BT Sport do offer those leagues to you. So it's like, I might as well use yeah. up my subscription wisely, football page, no man mm. stuff, everything. I just, I can't be asked to watch PSG play because they just, they just absolutely just kill every team that comes their way. It's just, it's boring, yeah. like 90 minutes of that, man. I get it when I'm watching them, when I'm going for like all the Neymar footage or the Mbappe mm. footage. And these guys are like on the ball every second of the game. They were just like, How is this possible? How is it possible? Like they just get the ball, flick it about, do entertain the crowd a bit, whatever, pass it on, go. And I mean, the best league and games I would usually watch is PSG versus Lee. And obviously, coincidentally, I didn't watch it just gone but like that's the closest <laughs> I would come to really checking them yeah. out because that's the best challenge they get that, that game was close to be fair obviously in back I mean I heard Leon actually put up as a very solid fight as in like they probably can't really be yeah. slept on against Juventus that's what I'm hearing that's the thing that's what I was going to say so the next team is obviously Juventus you had them second now they spent oh no yeah I forgot I forgot you was doing who needs it who's doing yeah okay. yeah I'm still thinking about my top three, but Juventus, they dropped 100 million on um, Ronaldo. Ronaldo last year. Effectively, so they did the whole lose that, let's go away, and then they did the whole get ready to come back. I think, were they winning against Ajax? I think they were winning against Ajax, but then they just got embarrassed. Oh, really because Ronaldo scored. Then I think yeah. he ended up getting trumped. Um, for the header by Delict. Yeah. So they got embarrassed at home. Yeah, I mean, and I think I think that has really rocked them. They obviously this this year they've they, been poor this year. They made the title race. They made the title race interesting. Let's just say that I think they only ended up winning. So they won the league. This is how mad it is. They won the league like a bit before. I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks, a couple of games. They, bear in mind they missed opportunities like they missed they were losing to teams when they should have been winning the league like if they'd won it they would have been however many clear so they end up winning the league and then they on the final day I think they yeah, lost they, did. they ended up they ended up only winning it by one point literally that's like Liverpool winning it when they won it and then allowing every other to think about how clear you must be to mathematically win the league <laughs> and then only let it go to one um, point. They made it. If you were to just look at that table, you think that it would be a, it would have been a tight race this whole season. It's mad. I'd say since it's the mad. turn of the year, they've just absolutely capitulated. Like it's, it's tra- I swear they before they obviously cause they won their very last game to secure the league. But yeah. before that, I swear they lost like four of their last five or something stupid. Like, like I mean, they were losing against Udinese, season, losing against they haven't actually bottom rate. They haven't teams. actually been that good this season. Like Sari has not done anything good for them this season. Yeah, Sari is not really. I saw that like, they've dropped the most ever points for a title winning side in Syria. Well, I think it's Man. the most since like the eighties or something crazy like that. And I think it was like they dropped like twenty something points from winning positions like 
if that's what your title winning side is doing, I don't know what I don't know what I could say about the Serie A to be honest. The problem is, is that they're playing their best teams. They're playing their full team. They're not leaving Ronaldo on the bench. They're not leaving Dybala on the bench. These mm. guys are they're not bad players. Dybala yeah. won Premier League. I mean, Premier MVP team in the MVP. Sorry, that's our that's yeah. our boy. Like hmm. like Yoha, he's obviously doing his bit. So hopefully, him I'm happy Ronaldo. Nigga, yeah. People know that's my guy. I've been repping. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm that, happy that he's not. He wasn't victim to falling under things shadow. Yeah, he's still done he it. He just didn't. You know, yeah, we, we don't call him that the, the baller anymore. We call him that baller around here now. That baller, you know, that baller. How can I forget? Yeah. So, yeah, these guys. You just have to hope, or you just not hope. You expect that they're going to click it into. I feel like if they do get through, it will definitely be a carriage job. Because as I said, like they haven't really shown any signs this season that they are as a good team. They're conceding goals. Like most, well. yeah, I mean, you can actually take in most of the, the wins and stuff. Like I'm, I don't, I'm not even gonna like concede to all that Penaldo shit. But it's like a lot of their wins have been through clutch penalties from Ronaldo. So I swear he's got like 14 in the league this season. Silly amount of penalties. Exactly. So it's gonna be one of those if they were to go through. But no, they definitely do need it though, because again, they're, they're kind of, I mean, they've won the Champions League before, so whether you can run with that unlucky shit, I don't know. But the last time they did win the Champions League was in 96, I believe, something like that. Yeah. Crazy. Like it was over like 20 years. But the thing is, considering the, the last one was obviously Man City, they have not won anything this year. Mm. If they don't win it, there's shouts of them having a. Proper, proper failure of a season, like just the money that they spend. Yeah. I say the thing about it, this season's definitely been a letdown for Man City, obviously, in the league. I mean, it's crazy. They finished on 81 points, and we're saying that's a letdown. That kind of shows how yeah. high the standards are. But it, it definitely yeah. has been a letdown, and they still managed to get the Carabao Cup. But yeah, still a letdown. Obviously, they signed Ake, they're trying to sign Kula Bali, sign Torres. Next season's huge for Pep. If he does win the Champions League, like, Next season will be the deciding season for him. I don't really see City persisting any further. Mm-hmm. I know you might people might think, all right, cool, Fuji get after Pep, but I feel like they will probably lose patience. I mean, I rate Pep so high, but it's, you know, it's a results game, and you know, he was brought into in the Champions League, and he not only didn't win the Champions League this season, but below par league, lost in the FA Cup. All right, got the League Cup, but. Overall. Yeah, it would be a failure. And I think I think Pep himself, I don't think he'll allow his players to go and embarrass him like that. <laughs> he's he's big man. And you know when Pep's big man, he just there's, there's he's ruthless. Yeah. And then the last but not least is Barcelona. Now these guys are it's just like I think of Barcelona and I just think of like failure. I think of like a, a, a club that's almost crumbling. It's obviously in context, like these guys, they won the league last year. They have the best player in the world, da, 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 but I think the way that they lost the league coming from behind, they're not winning any domestic cups. I think they lost to Bilbao in the cup. Yeah. It's another one of them where they could do a trophy loss and for a club of that stature playing. I mean, I've been saying recently, like, like 
if when Me- no, it's not even if when Messi leaves, I could genuinely see them falling on that AC Milan route. Like they realize, I mean, you was, we, we mentioned this 100%. on your podcast time ago, but they rely so heavily on Messi that once he's gone, they're gonna be lost. It's a joke. Even even he doesn't even need to go. He just needs to when he kind of get drifted when, out when he drops. Right, yeah. When he drops back to CDM, when he drops back to midfield, when he's not, because the man is, he's, he's assist like, then his numbers are. He could easily insane. do a job at centre mid, easily. Easily, calmly. He's got 20, he's had 20 assists, 20 goals, 23, 22 to be exact. That's this guy's mad. actually like, the goal. Like, I'm actually deep in this. Like, we're actually so lucky to witness this guy play. It's crazy. And he does it so effortlessly. He does it when he scores. He's like, "What the fuck am I doing?" It's I remember that free kick that he scored, and he's like, <laughs> "That was so funny." Man. It's mad. Obviously, it's I swear mad. that was the game that they were. I swear they were losing that game, and obviously that was the day that Real Madrid won the deep. Yeah, yeah. he must have known. He must Definitely, have known. Like, yeah. I scored a free kick. No more. I just it don't mean anything though because we lost the league. Like I'm not gonna sell it. They conceded the goal. They conceded afterwards as well. No, I swear they actually lost that game 10. in the end. Yeah, to embarrass him. So, yeah, no, they, anyway, so they do need to win it, therefore. They are. They have Napoli. I think they ended up scraping a one-one, so they got their way. I, we, I remember the goal. They need to scrappy. win it because of their last four seasons have all gone yeah, into the embarrassment. The embarrassment. So like, they can't do that again. Like, it's not like. Uh, it's not like they got to semis, for example, and actually put up a bit of a fight, but just didn't get to that final, the last hurdle, mm. every single season, like knocked out in that second away. It's usually that that away leg. So. They need obviously it's in Germany now. It's just not a straight knockout. That's we need to touch on that as mm. well. So yeah, Barcelona they've been knocking two legs, but the whole the whole format of it only being one game yeah. in a neutral ground. Do you think that's going to change much? Yes, because obviously there's many teams. There's many uh, most teams and most managers prepare for two legs, and whether it's yeah. home or away, they prepare different games, different game plans for a whole two-legged game. So the fact that it's only one leg has been flipped all on its top. And I mean, I don't. It's mad. I don't have... Do you know what? Do you know what? To be mm. fair, it'll make for interesting. It'll make for more interesting games because you know, you know. Every game's like a final. Like, yeah, hundred percent, and. There's obviously that people will talk about leg two leg games. To be fair, I think for up until yeah, I think for the semis, the quarters, round of sixteen, I don't mind it. Only because obviously stretches out the games, they play a bit more. But is a it's a bit unfair to to drag these guys out of their regular season and then just decide in one game against some massive team. Imagine if you're at home or away, it's just like it's a bit of a mess. So yeah. I think the leg system is good, but it does make for bore, sometimes boring games. I mean, I, I mean, overall, I, I don't mind it because obviously, whether people like it or not, like it's kind of out of our control. Like, it's not like this has been a decision made by the UEFA when they could have easily run with two legs. So we're, we've yeah. been forced into it, and I'm just here to see how it goes, to be honest, because. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting that one-legged games, like, this has never been done before. As I said, every game's like a final. You can't just lose this game and be like, yeah, that was our plan to only lose by, I don't know, 1-0. Didn't concede that away goal. Yeah. And then we go to that second leg and we're going to make sure we pummel them 
three goals. Exactly, at home, yeah. for example. Like, they can't, that whole game plan, out of the window now. So, it should be, it should be interesting. I'm here for it. Yeah, it should be fun. It's, it's never going to happen again. So, we kind of just got Do you know what? It. Do you know what? Deep in that, I think my predictions are good. I think... Yeah, let's say your prediction. I think top three. I think the semis Go and third like... To first. So, third, I'm going to go with Young Juventus. Mm-hmm. I think their draw is favourable. Ronaldo and Dybala will put in their team. Mm. I think third, Bayern Munich. I think they've got goals, they've got defence, and they've got something easy. I think they have Chelsea, and then they'll probably play Juventus, I think. No, I forgot who they're going to play. It's very confusing, because think... like, this whole thing happened right in the middle. Yeah. The draw is a bit the draw is a bit strange because they you, some game some teams have to play two extra games, some teams only have one. Yeah. Anyway, so I think my bang and then I think PSG will win it. And that is only because in one leg I think PSG could beat any team in the world. Because mm-hmm. they'll just go for it. They've definitely mm. I mean I respect to, you know, each of their own. They definitely got an elite squad. You know, mm. yeah, I think they can take the game to team if they if they do win it. That would be me shut up because I've always like I've not always shut on PSG, but as I said, I've always felt like they just don't have that 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 it about them, that factor about them mm. where they can actually go through in Europe and actually go to that final game, do it and actually win it. They just really do strike me as Drip FC right now, you know. When it when push comes mm-hmm. to shove, I don't really know. I mean, as I said, we'll see this season, but I don't quite know me personally. I'd have them that high. It's a bit of a random one. Obviously, <laughs> our FA Cup is our FA Cup, but in terms of like the Champions League and the Prem, do you think it's a bit of a asterisk thing in terms of like the Corona Champions League, like the fact that you only want the only you're playing. Sorry, the fact that it was in Germany or that. You're only playing one leg and all of that. Do you think it's going to be a bit of a not not taken away from anything? But do you think it's going to be like oh PSG won it with the they could only win it when it was only one leg or Barca could only oh win no it no like leg. whatever happens this season happens like I, I'm not gonna I would never yeah. run with those agendas like oh they only won it because then if I was gonna do that then ultimately none of the predictions I made should be taken on because I would yeah. I should use that same logic. But um, yeah, so exactly. whoever wins it, I mean, technically, some could say that whoever wins it this time round is probably more tactical about how they approach it because mm-hmm. they've had to switch it up, they've had to change the way they approach these games, and they still managed to be successful from it. You got a blood there. It's much harder. It's much exactly. harder. Exactly. Like it's it's gone completely against everything they've known throughout their career. They've adapted that. Basically, whoever wins this Champions League will be a great show of who has the best adaption as a manager to your circumstances because that's a key that's a key like factor of management obviously not these type mm-hmm. of adaptions but adaption is a very key part of management in football full stop so you know yeah. it should be interesting it should be interesting but that's an interesting top three you know um as i said i don't i don't in all honesty i don't think i'm going to be uploading these to youtube I, I just ain't got the time but you know drop it in yeah. the comments below on Instagram or wherever I upload it when I hear your talk from DM us as well you know I'll, I'll, I mean I'm here to interact with you guys I love interacting yeah. with my, my people 
But um, so yeah, that's our Champions League. Uh, should we go into little predictions then? Fuck it, Myron. You you can't go no harm in predictions. I'm just gonna check the fixture store real quick because I cannot remember. I'm gonna quickly load it on now. So UCL fixtures. So Man City Real Madrid. So we see two one aggregate to Man City. Oh, I'm going to go with. I got a feeling it'll be two two. Got yeah, feeling. Yeah, I was agreeing. I'm agreeing. Who who's going through? So that is Real, City going. Yeah. I feel like it'll be one of those games where you uh, Man City will start off well. They'll probably get a good goal. They'll probably go into the half-time leading. But then that's mm. when Real Madrid will go all out and like, yeah, we can't lose this game. Fuck it, all out attack. We've got nothing to lose. Mm. And, you know, Man City will probably chuck a little goal here and there. But I can see it just be one of those high-scoring games where Real Madrid ultimately give up and throw everything at the bus. But it ends 2-2. Mm. Uh, then I've got... I mean, I ain't got for this. I'm just doing this all on the spot. Juventus, Leon. No. Again, I can see this being a 1 1 draw. I can't lie. Something's telling me it'll be a 1 1 draw, but obviously that means Leon will be going through. I think 3 0 Juventus. Mm. <laughs> I think I think Juventus have got to put a proper statement. You're right. You're, I thought if it weren't for what I've heard about that Leon game, then I probably would go for a Juventus win. Although, as I said, you know Leon, I mean, you're yeah. right. Like the pie's back. Mm. Who was banging in the middle? And I'm hearing Dybala might not actually make an appearance as well. Like yeah, a little injury. Yeah, I saw that. So, you know, you know, but that, I'll, I'll go one-one, and then we got Barcelona and Napoli next. One-one, um, and but the game before. Surely it'd be a very dead game. Yeah, surely Barcelona will get I see like two no Barcelona. It'll, yeah, it'll be yeah. A, yeah, as you said, it'll be one of those dead games where a bit of messy magic and then somewhat Griezmann will probably shape him with a goal. It'll be two no. Yeah. And then um The fun one Chelsea Bayern. Bayern Chelsea. <laughs> that I mean it's 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 very interesting because Chelsea have absolutely nothing to lose. Yeah, like, um, that's the scary goals, thing. Like they could, who knows? Like, I don't really want to really rule out Chelsea that much because it's not like it's a one-one game and they've got to think about this wisely because they don't want to fuck up the chances or anything. Like, they just got to go for it. Know? So that being said, Bayern are the best team in the world right now. So <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> Um, uh, I'll go. To be fair, Bayern haven't played in a while. When was the last game? Like about a month ago. It was, yeah, thirteenth of June. Jesus, that was in the Bundesliga. They played a cup final. Oh my god, that's nearly like nearly two months. Yeah, because they they um they finished the they obviously started a bit earlier. Not they only played like thirty four games. That's right. They've been training though. To be fair. <laughs> No, so they, yeah, that's that's stupid. But I mean, it's not like they've been, they've had another COVID where they've just come out of lockdown or whatever. Mm, I would probably say 3 1. I think it'll be one of those games where Chelsea definitely do put up a fight. But 
I feel like if by like let's say Chelsea go one or what, I feel like if Bayern then get a goal to make it one one, I could definitely see that Chelsea side just getting deflated and then the game will slowly run away from them and then boom, three one. Which then yeah. six one in aggregate would actually be very few when you actually deep it. <laughs> Bayern Munich, all they know is rape. I don't know what I'm gonna say all they know is demolishing London sides. Yeah. They demolished us. We won't we won't talk too much about that, you know. People know they demolished uh, Tottenham seven two. I still don't. I can't believe that game. I, I remember witnessing it. It was like, do you know what? When you're in the, when you're watching it, it's a bit like. I think what was crazy about that game is Tottenham were leading at one point. <laughs> yeah, Son scored early doors. Man's doing up camera yeah. celebrations to the camera. Literally. And then it's just like, and then you see how it ended seven two, and like. Now, was it 2-2? No, it was. It was like... No, I swear it was like... It was, they definitely ran away with it. Like, it was like 4-1 yeah. at one point or something. Yeah, it was mad. Yeah, yeah, it was 4-1. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. I think they made it 6-2. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, that's that mad. Let's do next week's because we're going to be back on Friday, obviously. So the PSG Atalanta game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, what you just, so these are the you these are the first. Oh yeah, so what is, Man City what Real Madrid. Man City Real Madrid. I think that's a two-two. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think Juventus will win three 0 mm-hmm. I think Barcelona will win. I don't agree with you, but two 0 I could see that happening. Maybe Napoli will score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe a young Mertens goal or something. I want to see, and I think Bayern will just warm up against Chelsea. A young, young Tino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go a bit easy. It'll be a very dead game, but if Bayern are winning, because they'll have nothing in that. Yep. Yep. Uh, so next game now, is Atlanta, Atlanta in Paris Saint Germain. These are the first. This is the first style of the quarters. Then all. Yeah. When it takes all. Yeah, just the one-legged games, as, you, as we're saying. So, um, Atlanta. Wait, so how do they determine? Oh, so, I'm, I'm assuming away goals do not matter because surely that's not fair. Yeah, it's in it's in Lisbon, so, so it's not, it doesn't know. Okay, okay. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't want to sound like I'm underrating PSG, but hmm. no, you know what? You're right. I, 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 maybe I haven't really been backing you too much, but Atalanta have been doing that. Too. I feel like this season they finished off strong. They've been crazy for what they they should like for their, what they're projected to be. I say the only like kind of disadvantage Atalanta have coming into this game. I don't know if you've seen Illich or Illich or something. How you hope you pronounce it. He's had his personal hmm. reasons, whether it's his work yeah, eating or something. Something personal's happening. He's missed the last five games. He's been a very good yeah. player for them. Him and Papi Gomez, and who's that? Zapata. Zapata. I can't pronounce. It. I, I'm butchering all these names tonight. But um, yeah, them them three have been very key for them. So obviously, the loss of Ilicic. He's not. He's really out. Good. Yeah, he's definitely out of the game. Yeah. So it's not really needed for Atlanta. I mean, that could, some would argue, could be a bit of a decider. I mean, it could make it a bit of an even playing field considering that PSG are without Mbappé. Mm. Mm. You know what? I'll go with a PSG win. 
because because I just remembered about the Illicits. Like, yeah, that's a very key player for them. I, I'm gonna go with uh, two one PSG. Yeah, potentially, potentially it could be a one one. I've just read, and then I've just read that um, Verratti may be out as well. Oh yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah. Mm. He he's also said he's going to put Mbappe on the bench. I hope he doesn't. Yeah, I don't. Let's not let's not rush him back because what's the point? He's young as well, so it's like these type of injuries could just kind of push him for life. Yeah. Mm, if they if they don't have Verratti, I'll go with a. Uh, to, you know, Atlanta win because Verratti is a very key player for PSG as well. He's like the orchestra; he pulls the strings. Yeah. Some would say he's quite underrated, to be honest. Like for what he should, like, he should be rated as definitely, definitely top five midfielders in the world. But um, I don't know if people really put him that high. This is tough, it's man. Tough. And you know Just what? One leg. We've been talking about. The- We've been talking about the other games. I think this will be the first of the entertaining games. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because just them going for it. I mean, the next game is RB Leipzig and Atletico Madrid, which has the potential to be exciting. But ultimately speaking, I don't really see much fireworks in that one, especially how, yeah. you know, how defensive Atletico is. I don't. Paul Paulson's not going to be leading the Oh, Leipzig yeah, Bernard. Like, I completely forgot that. Like, What do you think about that, him deciding not to play? Um, I I I do get it. I do I do get it, but it's harsh. It's kind of harsh, but it's one of those it is where it is situations. Like he's not trying to get injured. He's just secured a move to Chelsea. I'm pretty sure that must have been included in a contract or something like that uh, yeah. uh, from Chelsea's um, side of things. And it's like you know you got RB Leipzig got their money. Chelsea got their player. Technically speaking, he is a Chelsea player right now. It's just unfortunate timing has kind of clashed with that. Obviously, it's a bit like this Saliba deal. Exactly. So it's 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 tight. It's a sticky situation. It's a it's a sticky one, but it kind of is where it is. You have to do. But with obviously, that. RB Leipzig got the harsher end of it. Right, they they're also. Um, their actual last game was on the 6th of June. That's because they didn't even have a final to play. So that's almost two months. Jesus, man. Time is flying. That's away in August. Crazy. Actually, sorry. I bugged out. That was the first That was the first game that they played. That was the last five. The most recent, sorry, is the 27th of June. Which is still a month. Nah, I was thinking like two whole months. That's, that's actually right. Yeah, I bugged out. But still, Atletico, their last it was on the 19th of July. So you see that the whole month difference almost. Could play on them. All right, all right. I think Atletico... Prediction time, that. prediction time. Hmm, all right, I'm just going to go with... I'll stick with my gut feelings. Uh, about. I've been back in Atlanta, so I'm going to go with 2-1 Atalanta. I'm going to go 2-1 PSG. And then RB Leipzig and Atletico Madrid. I'm going to go with Atletico Madrid. I'll be like saying no. So, so it's, I know it's harsh I'll that I'm predicting that I'll be like so you're not going to school. But I just feel like that you know this is athletic what we're talking about. I don't really see a goal for it from Leipzig anymore. Yeah. I'll go with um 
2-0 Atletico score early on and then just finish them off. Okay, okay, okay. Because they can defend. They can defend. And obviously the car attack and all that stuff. But, um, yeah. That's, that's been a wrap. Episode 6 of the Footballers Podcast. You know, went through Arsenal situation, William, predictions, all of that. Oh, crap, crap, crap. I don't have that forget. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm out to do my intro and I forgot about the, the last little segment at the end. So let me just go into my archives quickly. Oh, yeah. Final questions. I was fully doing up a whole outro and I completely forgot about the question. Yeah. Shout out to everybody you sent them. I probably got nearly a hundred dilemmas slash questions. So everyone who's in here, big of yourself, I will be coming back to some of these next week. I think it's only right that we, we mash through two just so we can kind of mm. get through them. Mm. Hmm. I probably should have picked one before I came on here, but you know, we move. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Do Bournemouth have a right to see Hawkeye for the Sheffield? I mean, yeah, for the Sheffield United goal versus Villa. Um, it was obviously a tough one because the fact they literally said, like, no shame at half time, apparently, man's watch went off. Yeah, they, no, nah, I think, I think they said the, it was literally um, broken. Oh, no, no, something, yeah. the whole, it wasn't turned on or something. Something was broken behind the scenes for the first time ever, and I think the watch they just went covered off. It up. They just hoped for the best. Something went off on the referee. But he went to the Hawkeye thing, and usually it works, mm. but it didn't this time. I think that's what I think. So he, what I would, yeah, go wrong. yeah, what I would say is obviously that is, is it's, it's worse because it's like a tangible thing that they can blame. Mm. But if anyone's suing, it should be Sheffield, no? Because they, they, they didn't get Europe. And that's oh, like, yeah. Oh, True. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, it's a bit more, might like, I don't know. If Sheffield are a bit, aren't really too bothered about it. I think Bournemouth, they had it in their own hands. Do you know what I mean? They didn't lose. They didn't lose against Sheffield to that. Yeah, that's what I mean, personally. It's harsh. You could, you can feel tight about it and everything, but it's like, that wasn't the very, very last game on the very last day, for example. That was what we're talking five games. That's, that was the first game. Yeah, literally. Literally the very first game from the restart. So mm. you have more than enough time in between that time to seal it. It feels like a bit of an issue. Obviously, it's now everything's done and dusted. You now look at situations like that. You think if that goal did count or if, yeah, if that goal did count, we would probably be upwards on the table probably would not be relegated right now but it's like you had more than enough time to rectify that and it just kind of feels like I I don't want to say this because I, I do get where they're coming from but it's like you had enough time to kind of seal your fate so you can't just blame this yeah it's a, it's bit, a bit of a crash I hope really the whole yeah the whole thing of like um, uh, goal line tech is more reliable than VAR and that type of thing 
that obviously is true, but at the end of the day, how many decisions has VAR got wrong? Mm. I mean, I mean, yeah, no, I, I don't really. Me personally, you end up suing everything. You end up suing every. You, when will it stop? Type of yeah. Thing. So I, I wouldn't. I mean, even if they did sue, the most they'd be able to get is a compensation. Ain't no way. Oh, is it just peas? I get, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I can't see. They'll just be suing. They'll just be suing for peas. I can't see that. I mean, whole they... Premier League say, you know what? Yeah. Because they got that one decision wrong. I mean, what? How does that even flipping work? How, who are you gonna relegate? Yeah. <laughs> and in more time, I'm actually hearing that. Bournemouth got lucky with one of their goals somewhere down the line in the season. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, again, a bit of karma, tick for tack. It it's all swings and bounds with the Premier League, with the whole refs thing. That's why I can't really get onto refs too much. Mm. So, yeah, no, I personally, I mean, they can see if they want to, but I don't, me, if I was in charge and everything, I personally wouldn't give the Bournemouth what they want with that one still. Realistically, they're gonna sell Ake for forty million. They're gonna sell. I mean, they already have. They've sold him. Yeah. Sorry, they're gonna sell Josh King on for twenty. They're gonna sell Callum Wilson on for twenty. They've gonna. Who else have they got? Uh, Ramsdale. Maybe, maybe Ramsdale. Maybe Lerma in the midfield. Um, they've got. They've got peas there. Do you know what I mean? And they like they let go of Eddie Howe. They've, they've let go Sheffield. of. I knew who you were talking about. I forgot man's name. Wow, this is gonna bug me. Yeah. Nah, I gotta look that up they've, now. They've got peas in the team. I think they do need to rebuild for they they were building a bit of a luxury team, a bit of a Premier League and team. It's interesting. I think they're gonna need I think they're gonna need to go back for Yeah. So they're gonna start from how that how that works out would be interesting. Let's see who this person was thinking of. To be fair, Bournemouth, like people banter them, but they were on borrowed time in the Premier League. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I don't want to just, I don't want to move like this because obviously, if you're a Bournemouth fan and you're following me, shout out you guys. I hope you guys do well on your quest. But they were a bit of a nothing club. Yeah, to be fair to them, they used to they play got good big football. wins, bruv. Back, they got big wins against some teams. Yeah, definitely. Like when it came to at home, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got wins against United. Got wins against us. They of no City, Chelsea. They're a nice, they're a nice club. It's just, I'm not gonna be. I would have, David Brooks. David Brooks. That's yeah, it. I would have definitely preferred. There's not enough space. For Aston them. Villa to stay, for example, because Aston Villa they got that pedigree about them and everything. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, no, I, I mean personally, I don't really think Bournemouth have a. I mean, they have a right, but I don't. If I was them, I would have. They won't yeah. win. Then uh, we'll do one more question, which is a completely different question. But as I said, we're not really we send your dilemmas if you've got them, and I feel like if they are good enough, we'll go through them. But dilemmas were quite limited, so you ask your question. So this is a this is a like a general question, like like not really football related. Tips on how to get mm. more followers. I I get a lot of DMs about this. I don't know. I'm assuming you get a lot. The age old question. Yeah. So it'd be nice if you can just put it into words, really. Yeah. Mm. Do you want to kick it off or somewhere? For me, I don't know. It's funny when people ask me because the way I run my account, you can clearly tell is not road to a million followers. Obviously, I like the numbers are nice, but 
I have to think back to when I was starting off and I think the way I look at it is the way I even look at the, the accounts that I follow myself is do I want to see this person in my feed bro especially the way especially the way Instagram works now where it is I literally see what I want to see like I could be I could follow your account for example if I don't like any of your posts you're not going to be in my feed and then it'll be like what's the point yeah yeah so like you you're pictures on my on my feed a lot because obviously i interact with your stuff a lot and it's something that i actually gain value from it mm. like you're not reposting bleacher report or you're not you're not um reposting goal highlights from like 15 like do you know yeah, what i mean yeah 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 it's kind of like so even even the videos i make the reason i don't make certain videos is because honestly like it's nice when i get requests and stuff mm. like that but at the end of the day i don't want to see a I don't know, I don't want to make a John Stones video because I wouldn't want to see it and I have to be realistic about how many other people want to see it. Yeah. And if someone sees that, are they going to click on my account and think, you know what, I want to see more of this daily, I want to see more of this however many. So, so there's different, yeah, there's obviously different types of followers. There's obviously just air followers that are just there for numbers and you can get them. That You, you do that by spamming a lot of hashtags not spamming but doing doing a lot of hashtags doing a lot of posting consistently i think that consistency is key the base on every single consistency is key that's the phrase is consistent for any type of follower that whether that is fucking bots or that is people who engage with every single person if your content is mid and it's average and you might be if you've got that consistency about you you will definitely gain some sort of following not even that you but at the end of a year or end of however many months you the your content will improve yeah yeah definitely, you know I, mean? I mean me i say what tips on how to get more followers i just say like you as i was gonna say what he said that like, you nailed it right on the head like would i like to that's the question i always ask myself all the time if i was to make this edit if i was to make this post would i like to um see that on my feed that's the question I ask myself with every post. So, I don't know, dating back to the Storms of United post or the M. Hancho, mm. Pep Guardiola. I know if I saw that on my feed, I'd be like, yeah, that's it. Like, you're incorporating the youth, the culture, everything, all into one with football. I mean, if my friends saw that, they'd rate that. If these people saw yeah, that, they'd like, thinking, like, that's who I kind of cater for. So, I need to ask myself those questions. And obviously, it's aud- who's your audience? That's it. Yeah, literally, as you said, stay consistent, and it's just like, kind of have, just be you in it. Like, have something about don't, you. What I would say is, don't actually think about. Obviously, I think about followers and numbers now because I'm at a point where, like, I can. But when you're coming yeah. into it, for example, don't think, oh, boom, I need to get a hundred followers in this amount of weeks or i'm doing something wrong like my journey if we, people know if you if you've been following the footballers from the very get-go where yeah. i remember the people who do so when they pop up saying oh i was here since 200 followers i can actually vouch for you they know yeah. that it took me a good what six months to even touch 1k for example like yeah. and i was still posting daily everything and the growth was so slow that was when i was just starting from Actually, nothing. No one knew about the footballist name back then. I was J Two mm. Football, 
don't know if you mean that, but <laughs> I used to. Yeah. That's when I started out. So um, yeah, just kind of just like just do you in it. Like just do you. Make sure you 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 like your content as well. That's that's another thing. Like if you don't like what you're doing, then you have to have like the passion. I'd say. Yeah, like it. Do you know what? Even I think the best way is to not look at the numbers. That's obviously horrible because, for example, I think of my Sane video. I posted it first day, for example. I don't know, 10k views or whatever. I look at it, it's on just like triple now. I think it's on 60,000 or whatever. But if I was, I don't know, if, if I was like refreshing, 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 it would just stress me out for no reason. But I know that I've got comments. I know that I've got messages of people genuinely like liking my videos. Mm. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to, I don't know, as opposed to like what, what just someone on the explore page just, just clicking on it for like a second. Yeah, I mean, more time with my page, I just post and go. Like I yeah. post and then for the first, 10 minutes let's say i'll check to see who what kind of comments initial ones are coming through then i'll drop a little reply then i'm off i'm either off making it yeah, i need to do or that. Eating. obviously i keep my notifications on so i do check and see when if the comments pop up and if i see a mad comment then i'll definitely reply to that one but it's like ultimately mm-hmm. speaking like i just post and i go because I, I don't really try to get too indulged in this whole instagram kind of thing obviously i'm here to build up my business i'm here to enjoy myself and everything but i don't want to get mm. too sucked in like this was just a hobby at first it will probably mm. stay a hobby until i don't know if a company comes to you and they want to buy me out or something like that then maybe you could mm. maybe we could start Amen. delving into these numbers deeply and analytics and but i right now i ain't got really no reason to be looking into all that so the best way I'd say is just do you, know do you enjoy it, really? Do you know what I always told my friends about this like that? To be fair, obviously I'm blessed to have like a lot of followers now and I've been doing this for a while, so it's not fucking overnight. Mm. But that 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 rush that you get when you post something and you're seeing all the people liking it is mad yeah. and it is very dangerous. For me, I'm I've learned to cope with it. But I remember the first time I went like properly viral, it was a couple of years back. I posted like a Dybala video. It was obviously at the time not many people were doing the same thing. So that was that's one thing. Mm. Do something do something unique. Do something that fucking what's the point of you posting it if your friend's posting it? Or you you know someone's posting it. What's the yeah. point? What are you gaining from it? What are people gaining from you doing it? But anyway, and that level of rush and it's just like I was always then chasing that highlight. I was always then watching the games da, 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 and trying to replicate it. But that's not healthy even as a person. Yeah, I nearly felt like I see people... Because back I, in the day, do you remember when I used to like, um, literally make an edit for every single player? And obviously mm. I post them when he scores. So mm. I'd be sitting there all day, not all day, but any time, free time I had, I'd make an edit. Then it's like, I'm sitting there... Bro, that just, player doesn't fucking score that game. The player does jack shit yeah. the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> It's a killer. And I'm just sitting there. Proper killer. I'm sitting there watching the whole game. And I've got it got to a point, I will be real. It got to a point where I was sitting and watching the game just so I can hope that this player scores. Rather than actually watching the yeah. game for what it was and enjoying, I was waiting for Sterling yeah. to score so I could press post and then boom. Jay, what's worse? What's, di- what's different to that than betting? 
Yeah, literally. Like it's a it's a horrible, horrible thing that you just don't want to get yourself that's into. That's why I stopped that man. Hundred percent. The games where I'd relax, Ronaldo would score a hat trick. I'd have more fun making the video. I'd give myself a bit of time. The video comes out ten times better. People enjoy it. I maybe don't get a million views, but I get a hundred thousand. But a hundred thousand good viewers. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Hundred thousand people who actually enjoyed it. Yeah, that's another so point. I think yeah, just don't do not get stuck. Try and detach yourself. Yeah. Because the same the same high that you get from all them followers is the same low you get when next week you're not making the same amount. And what's the point? You just you just smashed it right on the you just you done it. We might drop right it's mad hopefully people will scroll back to this bit and stay on and listen to this because this is you know what we should probably clip them up and post little snippets definitely like, I'll, I'll make sure I tell people that obviously I get this question a lot if you do want to know yeah. skip to this bit I'll put it on my story because you know this is coming from the guys myself like there is no rule and I know if there because obviously when I another thing was when I first started I was looking up shit on YouTube like oh how to get followers 100%. there's no rule like and I know it might sound cliche even people might say oh it's easy for you to say that you're on your big 50,000 yeah. you're on your big nearly 100 yeah. or whatever like mm. they say it's easy for you to say that and like I'm telling you from experience from someone who's actually built my account up twice like mm. that's the thing no we've done it twice do you yeah. know what I mean so there's no rule to this like just do you I promise mm. you just do you those are even I, those are the accounts I look for. Like not even like on like a competition kind of base view, but it's like the the accounts that I enjoy. Like the reason why I got drawn to your account, for example, is because you was just doing you. There was many other yeah, same same for you. Oh. <laughs> I remember we messaged each other. It was just like we were all. It was like who was going to message each other first type of thing. Mm. Obviously, I'd seen your stuff, but. Like, yeah, it's just it's just a breath of fresh air, isn't it? Therefore, like other than people just trying to copy Bleacher Report, people trying to copy you, so and so. Yeah. It's like, what's the point? Literally. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't think we can say it anymore. I say, if we were to do it on yeah. bullet points, just do you, don't get sucked in. Um, consistent. Consistent. Um, I kind of, on the don't get sucked in point, don't look at the numbers. Yeah. Um, Use them as like a basis of, you know what? This don't don't think this number got this video got six thousand five hundred and forty eight likes. Think this number. Think this video did better than this one. So maybe I'll do more of this. Yeah, because more time. I like, don't be ignorant. More time. The algorithm. The algorithm's fucked. Like because yeah, even me as a big account. Obviously, I don't get sucked into my numbers, but I do keep up on my numbers. Normally, yeah. if I get around, like I usually get around about three k likes every post or around in and around yeah. that. There have been a couple posts where I've got under 1k. And I was sitting there thinking, oh, why did I not get that? Because I know it with deep with myself, it's just, it just didn't appear on enough people's feed, for example. When I've done that. There's times where the, there's times mm. where I've gone through your page and maybe maybe I'm not on Instagram at one o'clock. So I go through mine, I do all the liking stuff, but then your one's at the bottom, for example, and then it doesn't appear. It doesn't mean that his video was shit. It doesn't mean that that edit, sorry, was horrible and you should never post again and unlucky for you or whatever mm. it may be it may be the one that you put the most effort in all day but i just like the one where you put a, just a picture that even happened, edit, for example. That even happened to you the other day because um what was it i only saw your flipping sonic video like what a whole six days later did not, it's mad did not that. Appear on my time it's like mad. Once. 
But then I was just go, I was just on your PS4 and I was like, I have not seen this video yet and it's been a whole six days. Mm. But like that's an example of how that just don't get too disheartened. It's not people thinking you're work. It's not but more time the algorithm is not really user driven. It's not user choice. It's not like on YouTube where you search this video and you choose to click on it. It's a more more time it's just if you're on the explore page on this day or it appears in your feed so just keep going don't obviously don't get disheartened yeah man and you know there's, you can't really say much more than that there's always more space for all types of football pages whether you're 100 aesthetic page with your video editor graphics like we're all here as the community you know we all want to win and that's all like, that's all we can say really um 100 so that, that goes out to all those dms i've been getting like this is it like I'm saying it from my voice. He's saying it from his voice. Like, there's not mm. much more we can put onto this. And then, um, yeah, no, but this has been a, it's been another very solid recording. You know, as I said, the Dwight York and Andy Cole of the podcast and walls coming, man. They're not ready. Big fucks. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that's been uh, that's been episode six of the Footless Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll catch you next week. Yeah. In a bit. Thank you for listening, guys. Peace.